the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know, you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we bless you this day. We thank you and praise you. And Lord, as we study this important concept of forgiveness, Lord, if we don't apply this word, it means nothing. If it only falls on empty ears, it means nothing. If people think that they have not created or or committed any kind of sin in this area, it means nothing. Lord, personalize this teaching for each person so that we can get closer to you. Because you said to us that sin separates us from you, Lord. So I pray that this teaching will help draw each person who's listening closer to you this day. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, last week we were looking at the Hebrew Scriptures, but we are having to do with forgiving and forgiveness, but we didn't quite finish. So I gave some examples of um, Pharaoh and uh, how he asked for forgiveness. And I could also mention how Saul uh, asked for forgiveness. And But in both of these situations, I don't think their sin, uh, their forgiveness was granted because uh, I don't think it was heartfelt. Uh, one of the things about forgiveness, uh, scriptural revelation is progressive, and the Hebrew scripture teaching on forgiveness gives us a foundation. Forgiveness is God's area, and it is only because God is God who is willing to forgive that forgiveness between people is also possible and desirable. I mentioned this last week. The doctrine of forgiveness as it is fully developed in the New Covenant, has to be traced back to the Hebrew Scriptures where it can be 
seen from the beginning. This is most obvious in the sacrificial regulations and their fulfillment by God in Yeshua. So this fulfillment of sacrificial system, um, without which there would be no forgiveness, in the death of Messiah reminds us, above all, that forgiveness is costly. Now, this more perfect sacrifice of Yeshua completes any ambiguity any ambiguity over the possibility of forgiveness for deliberate sin. We are forgiven both for deliberate and non-deliberate sin. And all we have to do is repent. In the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom, right? We read many verses that prove the virtue of forgiveness that don't even mention forgiveness. Uh, but it's by avoiding things like revenge and other harmful behaviors, which indicate that we should forgive. So uh, let me give you a few examples of those. Proverbs seventeen nine: whoever covers up an offense seeks love. Or Proverbs nineteen eleven: a man's discretion makes him slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression. In a sense, that's a forgiveness. How about this? Hatred in Proverbs ten twelve. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers up all transgressions. Well, if love covers up all transgressions, then I'm assuming that we have forgiven, right? Or Proverbs twenty nine eleven. A fool gives full vent to his temper, but a wise man holds it back meaning that we are going to overlook, we're going to forgive, right? Or finally, uh, Proverbs twelve eighteen: reckless speech is like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So again, these scriptures are not about forgiveness directly, but certainly are about forgiveness indirectly. The, the last one I read, Proverbs twelve eighteen, says it, it is better to advocate for healing than to further hurt a relationship. That's my interpretation of it, right? And so it, that's why forgiveness is so uh, necessary. So as we're transitioning from the new covenant, let's kind of summarize some ideas we have from the Hebrew scriptures. Number one is sins against God only God can forgive, right? And sins against man, if possible, we are called to overlook. And in that case, God and man are are called to forgive, right? God is a God who forgives in order that we can come closer to him. God's desire, number four, is for us to be holy as he is holy. So part of that is to forgive. Five, atonement was first, forgiveness is second. Now, as we transition into the new covenant, we see that Yeshua became the final atonement, so forgiveness is more readily available. And number six, the Hebrew Scriptures represents to us the amazing understanding of a God who is love and mercy and grace, a grace who will even forgive our great sins and our wickedness. So as we look at the new covenant right now, let's 
consider a couple things about forgiveness. First of all, it is an extremely important concept in Scripture. Yet, many believers wrestle with unforgiveness, which absolutely kills their relationship with the Lord. The act of forgiving does not come easy to most of us. Our natural instinct is to recoil in self-protection when we've been injured. We don't naturally overflow with the mercy and grace and understanding, which I had just talked about, was God's attributes. However, it's evident, don't you think, how serious this issue is as we look at Matthew 5, 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And then in verse 44, it says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Of course, none of these mention forgiveness, but they all are insinuating forgiving because we can't be merciful without forgiving. We can't be a peacemaker without forgiving. If we're persecuted, bless those who persecute us. That will require forgiveness. So even if we have evil coming against us falsely, we are to forgive. So we're to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. We are to forgive. Do you get it? (laughs) This is the spirit of forgiveness. But God is much more direct in Matthew 6. Verse 12, he says, And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So that's our prayer to the Lord. And then it says in verse 14, right after that, For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others... Neither will your father forgive your transgressions. Oh, my goodness. It is hard to be more direct than that. However, we still see believers rationalizing their unforgiveness. They have a reason for it. And the reason always seems right to them, more important than even what the Bible says. Now, they wouldn't say it that way, but their actions show it that way. Please understand the difference. We need to apply God's word, not just agree with it and know it. If there is no application, then we do not grow. Forgiveness is a choice, and it is one of the laws that reflects our love. How can we say we love if we don't forgive? Think about it. Those of you out there in radio listening audience who have not forgiven somebody, could be a relative, a friend. Think of who it is. 
You can blame them, but forgiveness is a choice by you that requires them to do nothing. Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, are you God's chosen, by the way? (laughs) Holy and dearly loved. Clothe yourself in tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving, forgiving each other. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord pardoned you, so also you must pardon others. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfect harmony. Because you see, the point here is, you, you, if you haven't forgiven, you are not loving. There's no way you can rationalize these verses. To not forgive someone is to not obey God. Don't try and give me the example, but you don't understand what they did, what they said. No, you don't understand the application of God's word. It doesn't matter. You need to forgive. How do we forgive if we feel uncomfortable about it and know the person doesn't deserve the forgiveness? We do it by faith, just the way we do everything in our lives as we serve the Lord. Remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of realities not seen. If you find somebody who you don't think they deserve to be forgiven, you apply this verse of faith because, obviously, the evidence of the reality is not seen. But, it's, but faith is the substance of things hoped for, and we are hoping for them to repent. We're hoping for them to get right with the Lord. We're hoping so we forgive based on the hope and the faith that is within us. Does that make sense out there? Do you agree? Okay. Some of you right now are saying, but my heart isn't in it. Have faith that God will grow your heart. Your job is to be obedient first, and your heart will follow. In Philippians 1.6, it says, I'm sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Messiah Yeshua. So you take the first step, which is obedience, and God will grow you and grow your heart. You get it? Okay. How do you know when you've truly forgiven, when you release the person who wronged you. When they're released, you're, it's like cutting out a malignant tumor from your spiritual life. You're setting the prisoner free. Surprise! The prisoner is you. Not the person who did something wrong. Well, they might be a prisoner, but you are the prisoner if you have unforgiveness in your life. Consider Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. You might not have ever thought of this scripture in this context, but now think of it. The Spirit of God is upon me because God has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening 
of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the year of Adonai's favor in the day of our God's vengeance. Now we see this scripture quoted by Yeshua in the book of Luke. And here's the point. The point is that our job with the good news of Messiah is to set people free, including ourselves, not to be bound, because God is the God of vengeance. We are not people of vengeance. We leave the vengeance to God. We leave the judging to God. And so your job is to set people free, and including and especially yourself. Okay, we got it. It really costs you very little to forgive. That's the bottom line. It costs you God a lot for you to forgive, but you, it doesn't cost much. When we forgive, the Lord sets our hearts free from the anger, bitterness, resentment, and hurt that previously has imprisoned us. Look, this is not only hard for you to get deep into your spirit. It was hard for Peter, too. In Matthew 18, 21, then Peter came to him and said, Master, how often shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Now, I'm sure at this point Peter's saying, wow, seven times, that's really big. I'm showing you how good I am, Yeshua. And Yeshua surprises him and says, no, not up to seven times. I tell you, but 70 times seven. And I'm sure Peter is going, oh, you got to be kidding. How am I going to do that? Because this is difficult for us. But let's keep the concept simple here. The application seems to hurt our common sense of judgment. However, again, Yeshua sets us straight. You know, Remember the, the, the verse in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This is why we're not to lean on our own understanding, because our own understanding is wrong. <laughs> Luke six thirty five. But love your enemies and do good and lend and expecting nothing in return, then your reward will be great and you will be sons of Elyon, which is God most high. For he is kind to the ungrateful and evil ones. Be compassionate just as your father is compassionate to you. Let me read that again. For he is kind to the ungrateful and evil ones. Now, I'm sure you're saying, oh, well, I do that too, right? (laughs) Maybe yes, maybe no. Then it says in verse 37, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing will be given into your lap for whatever measure you measure out will be measured back to you. See, God continues to inundate the Bible reader with the concept of forgiveness. So we see it continued as an example in Mark eleven twenty five. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your transgressions. My interpretation of this, 
especially because the verses right before it talk about prayer and moving the mountain and so on. My interpretation of this is if you don't forgive, besides the fact that God may not forgive you, you also might not be able to receive answers to prayer. Okay? Consider the fact that you might still have unforgiveness in your heart. There is good news. Here's the good news. 1 John 1, nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Please, take this seriously. We see this concept in the Hebrew Scriptures, too. It's in Isaiah 55, 7. It says, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous one his thoughts. Let him return to Adonai, so he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So let's go back to some of the basics here. When you forgive, you dismiss the debt that you owed that or or that is owed to you. I'm sorry. When you forgive, you dismiss the debt that is owed to you. When you grant forgiveness, you dismiss the debt from your thoughts even, right? So you might, and I asked about this last week, is forgiveness the same as reconciliation? No. Forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Forgiveness focuses on the offense, whereas reconciliation focuses on the relationship. Does that make sense? Forgiveness requires no relationship. I know that's a shock, but it's true. However, reconciliation requires a relationship in which two people in agreement are walking together toward the same goal. The Bible says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so, Amos 3.3. So here we go. Forgiveness can take place with only one person. It can. Reconciliation requires two. Forgiveness is directed one way. Reconciliation is reciprocal, occurring two ways. Forgiveness is a decision to release the offender. Reconciliation is the effort to rejoin the offender. Forgiveness involves a change in thinking about the offender. Reconciliation involves a change in behavior by the offender. Forgiveness is a free gift to the one who has broken trust. Reconciliation is a restored relationship based on restored trust. Forgiveness is extended even if it is never earned, and forgiveness is extended to the wrongdoer even if they have not repented. Let me quickly give you some things about what the Mayo Clinic says about why we should forgive. Number one, we'll have healthier relationships. Two, greater spiritual and psychological well-being. Okay, think about that. Three, we'll have less anxiety in our life, less stress, less hostility. Four, our blood pressure will be lower. Mm -hmm. Five, we will have fewer symptoms of depression. 
Six, stronger immune system. We'll be able to fight off sicknesses greater because we have forgiven. Number seven, improved heart health. And eight, high esteem. We're going to talk about it more next week. If you'd like to uh, give a gift to the radio program, help us along to stay on the air, call Karen at 813-831-5673. May the power of God's word and his spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father. Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. The God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 